Hey everybody, welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health, and equipping you to share those principles with others. I'm Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is a very special guest, our very own founder and president of Mercy Multiplied, Nancy Alcorn. It is always so, so fun and such an honor to have Nancy on the podcast, so I'm really excited about this show. Uh, Today, Nancy and I are going to be having a conversation on the goodness of God. We are going to talk about just some of the common thoughts about God's character, how he operates in the world. And I'm really excited because Nancy is going to share just a very powerful perspective on who he is and how he works. And I can honestly say it is a perspective that has challenged me personally since I have known Nancy and worked here at Mercy. So I cannot wait for this conversation today. I absolutely believe that you are going to be encouraged and inspired, maybe even a little challenged by today's show. So we are really glad that you've joined us. Well, Nancy, as always, we are so grateful when you are willing to take the time to come and just give of your energy and very precious time to be with us on Mercy Talk. So thanks so much for being here. Well, hey, I love being here. You know, I I want to, I love it that, that you guys, you know, have, have taken the podcast forward and I get feedback all the time from people that listen across the country and even in other countries that they love it. And so I'm a little jealous because y'all become so popular. So oh I'm like, goodness. so I'm, I'm wanting to have my, no, I'm just, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm so proud of you guys, but it's an honor That's to right. be on this podcast with y'all it really is. Well, I, I have to say we've done a lot of shows with you over the years and I don't know how many I've been more excited about than this one, just because I know how much this specific topic that we're going to jump into today has affected me personally. And I will say, I mean, I have worked at Mercy now for 10 years. In March, it will have been 10 years. Um, And for me, I learned some things from you. I mean, just from hearing you teach and speak that I was like, whoa, this is kind of like challenging some of the ways that I've (laughs) thought about the Lord and about how he operates and his character. And it has been a real journey for me, like over the last decade here of grappling with some of this. And it's just been, it's been a game changer for my life, especially over the last year or so when I've gone through some hard stuff and just my perspective of who God is, um, has been radically impacted by you and by what you teach and share on this very topic. And so I know I've been grateful for it. And I am really hoping and praying and believing that there are people listening today that are going to end this episode going, whoa, I got to rethink maybe some things that I've always thought or assumed about God. So what we're going to talk about today is really just the goodness of God. And something I've heard you say Countless times, Nancy, is God is good and God does good. Like, yes. Yeah, okay, so a lot of people say that, right? Like that's a very common thing. And But what does that actually mean and how does that work itself out in our lives? And so specifically when we're walking through seasons of pain and sorrow and grief and difficulty, like what does that mean? So I would love if you would maybe first just share a little about how you have personally experienced the goodness of God in times of grief you know, maybe in your own life and how you've kind of come to develop your own revelation of God is good and does good. What that's mm-hmm. looked like for you right. personally. Well, you know, let me, let me, let me preface uh, that by just saying that, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people think it sounds real spiritual to say, well, if it wasn't God, it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But that's actually not true. Because God has given us the free will to make choices. Mm-hmm. And so 
that's like saying if if somebody decided to go out and commit suicide today, well, how can you say then, well, if it, if it wasn't God's will, it wouldn't mm-hmm, have happened. Mm-hmm. That's not God's will. Mm-hmm. His will is for us to live long life on the earth and, you know, deal with the issues that would bring us to that right. kind of situation, depression or whatever. He's a, he's a God who wants to help us get to the root causes of whatever it is that would, would drive someone to that. And mm-hmm. thankfully we get to do that with a lot of people here at Mercy, both in our residential programs and outreach programs. So I want to start by just, just saying that we have to blow up religious mindsets mm-hmm. in order to be able to receive the message that God is good and he does good. Well, does that, that, then we could go, well, if God is good and he does good, by the way, that's a, a direct scripture out of, the, of Psalm 119. But if God does good, if God is good and he does good, then why does, why do people get shot and killed? Why do people have car crashes? You know, why does this happen? Why does that happen? And, um, the truth is that human beings make decisions that are, you know, not uh good decisions that end up having consequences Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um sometimes we make choices that bring uh consequences into our own lives and sometimes other people make choices that that end up hurting innocent people like someone deciding to drive while they're drunk Mm -hmm. and they you hear those stories all the time Mm -hmm. and innocent people get taken out and john 10 10 says the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but the second part of that verse says, but Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So we know that bad things happen to good people. And and, I, and on the other side of that, good things can happen to bad people, too. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is, is God is not the author of our pain and our tragedy. God is good and he do, does good. James 1 says, uh, 7 says, every good and perfect gift comes from God. Uh, in my life, I had a very, I know you wanted me to get into that, but in my life, when I was almost nine years old, we had a tragedy in my family. Um, my little sister got crushed to death on a, on a tractor and she was, my dad, she was riding in my dad's lap on the tractor and a truck jackknifed on top of it. My mother was in the truck. They were trying to pull the tractor out of a ditch. And before it, before anybody could do anything, the brakes went out mm-hmm. on the truck. It jackknifed on top of the tractor. The tractor, went like an accordion. It was one of those big farm trucks. And my mother sat there and watched that. It was awful, awful, awful. And it was the beginning of just a very uh, horrible time growing up because we became very dysfunctional as a family. We already were to some degree. I was a middle kid of seven kids. And so when this happened on our farm in the daytime, we were all, all the rest of us were older and we were at school. She was the youngest, only one not in school. And so it it just it was the it was the most horrible experience that I've ever had. I didn't I did I wasn't a believer. We didn't really you know we might pop into the Methodist church on a Sunday morning, but then during the week nobody ever talked about mm-hmm. God. Nobody ever talked about praying. Nobody ever, it wasn't real. It was just like this is what you do. Check the box. Sure. It's like a religious exercise. And I remember hating going because it was so boring. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever said anything that made any sense. And I didn't have to listen anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I didn't know anything about God. But all I know is, you know, in the South, back in the day, when I was a kid, the tradition was that you would actually bring a family member's body into the home. Mm-hmm. And people would do the viewing in a home rather than mm-hmm. in a funeral home, particularly if it was a child. And so that happened at our mm-hmm. house. So the whole thing was just so bizarre to me. One minute. 
you know, one minute I'm going to school and the next minute I'm coming, getting called, uh, we're getting called to, to, to go home that there had been a tragedy. And then the next minute I know, uh, the next day they had brought my little sister's body into mm. our house. So the whole thing was just freaky weird. Yes. And, um, uh, never experienced anything like it before. And so here comes the, you know, church crowd. And I don't mean that wrong because I am a church crowd person. Right, I right. go to church people, but, um, there's a difference between being a believer based on what's true in the word, which I have since learned, and being somebody who just shares my own version of trying to explain something that happened when I really don't know what happened and why it happened. Yeah. And the Bible says we know in part. We don't we'll never know everything about sure. everything down yes, here. Yes. But this much I know. Yeah. When the church people started coming in, they started trying to explain why this had happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when you're hurting like that and you lost somebody, you just want somebody to be with you. Right. You, don't you want somebody just to sit with you in your pain. You just want somebody to be there, you know, because how do you explain that? I mean, I actually know that my dad knew that the brakes were bad on that truck. Mm-hmm. And he blamed himself mm-hmm. for it his whole life. He just never got over it. But but after he, my dad passed away in 2001, God just gave me a visual of him and my sister. And they were the same age as they were when the accident happened. And they were throwing their heads back, laughing, 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 and doing wheelies on a tractor. And God mm-hmm. gave me that visual. And I can still see it every time mm-hmm. I talk about it. I can, so, so it just brought such joy to me. And the grief, that spirit of grief left yeah. me when I... God just like gave that to me and it just left me because yeah. I knew they were together and they were happy. And then we'll re I'll be reunited with them. We'll all right. be. So anyway, um, but here's what the, here's what the church people said. Here's just a few samples of what I heard as not even nine years old. Mm-hmm. One of them said, well, God did this mm-hmm. because he needed another angel to sing in the heavenly choir. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I remember thinking, what? Then the next one was even worse. The next one was, well, you, you know, it was just her time to go. They'd mm. shake their head like, we're just so sorry, but, you know, it was just her mm. time to go. Mm. And I remember as not quite nine years old yet thinking, what do you mean mm-hmm. it was her time to go? Mm-hmm. She's only three and a half years old. Like, I wasn't even a Christian, but I had enough sense to know that was crazy mm-hmm. making and so there were more things like that yeah. said, yeah. but it was along those lines. And none of that lines up with the word of God because God did not do that. Right. It was a consequence of something that should have been taken care of, but it wasn't. Yeah. And it happened. And I'm sure the enemy, you know, kept my dad because my dad was the father of at that time, six children. We, they had another one later, seven. And, uh, he worked two jobs. He was busy. You know, and the enemy probably made it his business to distract and distract and distract and keep him so busy that he could set up for this accident to happen. Mm-hmm. Because I know that God, he, God didn't cause it, but he will use it. Mm-hmm. And he's used it to help me uh, help people understand that we don't, we don't say, well, this was the will of God. Right. When it wasn't the will of God, right. it wasn't her time to go. She was three and a half. Her life got stolen from her. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I like to call John 10, 10 a dividing scripture because on the one side of it is kill, steal, and destroy. So if if anything in, is in that equation, God, it, it was not the will of God. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Uh, you know, we know that we have people that, that 
pass away, you know, from even during this COVID thing, we've had a lot of close people to us, you being one of them that have had a, a close family member pass away. And, you know, there, do we fully understand all that? No, mm-hmm. but the enemy is behind that mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And he used it to take out a lot of wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, yeah. and then there are people that go, they just go to sleep one night and they die in their sleep. And to me, if, if you're, if you're three and a half, that's not normal. Right. But if you're, if you're in your eighties or nineties, that's pretty normal. Right, like right. my mother is in a assisted living home and I'm pretty sure she would say, Hey, that's the way I yeah, would choose yeah. to go. Just go to sleep and right. not wake up. Right. And because I happen to know that I actually am believing for that because yeah. I, I don't want any, I don't want her. I'm, I'm glad that she's lived to be the age she is. She's 91. She'll be 92 this year, but I don't want her to live a long, long time in an assisted mm-hmm. living home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't want anybody to say I'm, I'm, I'm wanting someone in my family to pass. I just want her not to ever have to suffer. And she's happy right. there right now. Right. You know, she goes down and plays bingo and wins these little prizes. And, yeah. That sounds awesome to me <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> so she's, you yeah. know, she yeah. can get up when she wants to. She can go to bed when yeah. she wants to, you know, so, but she loves it there and she's yeah. happy. So I, I'm great with it. Yeah. Just need to know that, for example, the girls that we work with that are in our residential programs, a lot of them, Melanie, have been have been trafficked. They have been used and abused sexually, uh, been treated very violently in some cases, uh, even some by close family members. And so, you know, then they come in and we talk about, you know, father, you know, he's a loving father and they've had a father uh, maybe like Joyce Meyer, who sexually abused the, them when they were teenagers. And then you want to tell them God is good and he loves you so much. And and you call him father and they relate that to their earthly father. And it's like, wait, I can't. Mm-hmm. That's that's a bridge too, so too much for me to cross over. Massive disconnect, yeah, yes. Yeah, massive. And you know that. you And you jump in here anytime. But, yeah. but bottom line is they need to know God was not the author of your pain. Hurt people, hurt people, messed up people, really messed up people. You have to be really messed up to 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 want to have a sexual relationship with your own daughter. Mm-hmm. That's like messed up to the max. Okay, so why did this person do this? Well, I'm pretty sure things happened to them in their past too, because it's not normal. Even even for somebody who's not a believer, it's not normal to want to hurt your child in that way. Uh, a lot of the girls that walk through our doors have had religious people. Well, God, God just wanted you to go through that so you'd have a great testimony. Mm. Well, that's a lie. Mm. You will have a great testimony yes. on the other side of it, but God, God did not write cause that into it. Your story, right? God did not cause it, but no. God will use yeah. it. It's so much good stuff. I mean, I'm like looking at my notes here. And I'm like, well, you have literally covered everything I wanted you to cover. <laughs> but I, I want to bring a few things to you, and I'm so glad that what you said was that we know in part. Like we will not know all of the answers to all of these questions. These these questions get big and overwhelming sometimes for people, and so I think it's important for us to say that this is, this is your personal revelation of these things. I had to go on a journey as well mm-hmm. because I kind of always just assumed certain things. I kind of fell in line of like, well, everything that happens is the will of the Lord. 
you know, kind of thing. But then I remember, I think the first time I heard you share about this, it was in light of, it might've been about your sister. It might've been, um, you know, relating to the stories that some of the young women have in our homes. And when you brought it almost to kind of more of an extreme place of like, you think that was the will of God that someone be abused their entire childhood? Like, how could you say that that's the will of God? And I was like, oh, (laughs) that's a really good point. Like, there are definitely things happening in the world today that are not the will of God. And so for us to attribute everything that happens to his will is that's going to really mess up some people's perspective of who he is. That's correct. And so I think people really do need to go. Like, if you've kind of fallen in that, like, idea of thinking of, like, everything that happens is the will of God, it's, I think what we're saying is, like, consider the possibility (laughs) that that's not true. And you might need to go on your own journey of, like, really asking the Lord, like, help me have a clearer perspective of really what's going on here. So I think it's good to say, we're not saying that this is the be all end all answer, but this is what we have come to, to see as true and experience in our own revelation mm-hmm. with the Lord. So I'm going to ask you a couple of things that I'm like, I know you may, you may, you need to revisit that again of going, this is where, this is where I have come in my relationship with the Lord and in my discovery of who he is. And people need to go on that journey for themselves as well. There is an ultimate answer, and I believe mm-hmm. that with all my heart. And we're all just like trying to, <laughs> we're just trying to yeah. get there, right? We're trying to know more and more of what is actually true. But you've spoken about the the painful things that people can experience as a result of the choices of other people or maybe of their own choices. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's a lot of things that are also happening today. There's tragedies happening. There's tornadoes happening. There's viruses that are just going all you know, that are happening that at some level, I mean, I didn't choose for my dad, like that wasn't a choice that anybody made specifically. There's just a virus going around and my dad got it and then he died. You know, there's sickness, there's, there's things that are just happening in this world that result in tragedy and pain and grief. Mm -hmm. If someone were to come to you to say, okay, well, like what's happening there? Like why, why would God allow this stuff to happen. Like, bad things are happening to good people. When when people in, live in the earth and they decide to be corrupt for whatever reason, I'm talking about corruption in money, corruption in government, whatever the case may be. I mean, like people in Afghanistan, you know, uh, some that are being beheaded, or at least have been in the past, and they're saying it's happening still in, uh, for their faith. They won't, mm-hmm. they won't uh, renounce their faith. Well, guess what? That's, that's not the will of God mm-hmm. for that to happen, but it's happening because there's evil in the earth. We live in a fallen world. Some people, there are Satanist people in this earth. There are witches. I mean, all that stuff is real. It's all real. And they're, they make it there. We pray for, for God's blessing and they pray for the enemy's cursing, mm-hmm. cursing. Their largest gathering is October 31st. That's the day where they gather and they 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 try to release things on God's people that are harmful. That's why I I, I need I know I need to speak out loud Psalm ninety one over my life. But let me tell you what I think is really behind what the enemy is really after, particularly with believers, mm-hmm. because he let's face it he doesn't want any of us to become Christians, mm-hmm. but if we do, then he he wants us to. Um, be confused about God's character right. and nature because how can how could how could I ever t- 
trust. I grew up hating God, by the way, after those religious people sure. came yeah. and said all those things happened. Uh, I grew up hating God yeah. because I thought, I, if you kill people, I don't want nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. So I believed a lie about God's character mm-hmm. and his nature. And um, so I grew up hating him. Mm-hmm. Well, when and then a friend of mine took me, long story short, to a, a testimony service of, co- teen, of high school and college students. I'd never been to anything like that in my life. And that's when I gave my life to the Lord right before my 18th birthday, right before I left to go to college. And I, they, they, and I started digging into the Word of God. And I started reading things, and I started being taught, and I started going on a journey, and I started seeing that that what what I had believed were lies. I started mm-hmm. replacing lies that I believed about God with the truth. How can anyone? This is what I was taught by my friends who were much wiser than me that taught, started teaching me about the things of God, and then I was learning on my own as well and devouring every book that the people that I trusted would tell me to read, you know, mm-hmm. about faith and about all of it. And uh, But how could how would I have ever been able to fully surrender to God mm-hmm. if I did not trust that He was good mm-hmm. and that He was for me? Even in Romans 8, if God be for you, who can be against you? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Yeah. And um, it was not a good and perfect gift right. that my sister got crushed to death. It right. was not uh, It was not a blessing. It was, you know, and God did not do it. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. it messed up our family. And I, I guess part of what the enemy was after, even though I didn't know it when I was eight, almost nine years old, is that I had a call of God on my life. Mm-hmm. And the enemy wanted me to hate God so that I would never, because if I didn't trust him, I wouldn't surrender my, why am I going to give, why are you going to give your life to somebody if you don't trust them? Yeah. Let's say you're, you're dating somebody and you're engaged and you find out that the guy's sleeping around with the 10 other chicks and you still marry him anyway. Well, that ain't shame on him. That's shame on you. <laughs> if you're stupid enough to marry somebody that you can't trust. That's right. Yeah. So no, no normal Female would do that, yeah. by the way. But I'm just making a crazy example just to say that trust matters. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know that God is for us, if we think God just l- causes all these things to happen, we are living in a fallen world. And that's why the we have instruction from God. You know, a lot of people want to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. But mm-hmm. the first part of that verse says, submit yourself to God. Mm-hmm. Then, so if I'm fully submitted to God, then I can resist the devil and use my authority as a believer. No, in Jesus' name, that's Mm -hmm. not going to, it's not going that way. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, because it's it's not right. It's not in line with the word of God. Mm -hmm. So, so um, that's what I think the enemy's really after is if, if, if believers get saved, then and even get filled with the Holy Spirit, he wants us to be confused mm-hmm. about what his, his will is his word. Mm-hmm. So you get into the word of God and you find out that a lot of things are, well, you know, that was the will of God. No, it wasn't. It mm-hmm. wasn't the will of God for all these things we're talking about with, that happened to young women. And even what the enemy wants us to do is he's the author of kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. So he wants to do his thing and then get us to blame God for That's it. That's right. Yeah. Or he wants us to make, make bad choices, and then we blame God. Perfect example I'll give, and then I'll let you uh, ask it's me good. whatever you want to ask me or comment. Yeah. But perfect example, uh, years ago there was a 16-year-old girl that was in the home, right here in the Nashville home, because we're recording this at our 
Nashville headquarters, international headquarters. So right across the driveway, she was in that home, 16 years old, pregnant. And the first two weeks she was here, she cried. She, every time I saw her, she was just boo-hooing and crying and crying and crying. And, and she seemed really kind of angry, you know, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure. But finally, after about two weeks, I, I always thought she's adjusting. Finally, after two weeks, I stopped her in the hall one day and I said, hey, I said, I know, I can, I notice that you're crying all the time and you're having a really hard time. I said, do you want to talk? Mm-hmm. And, and she said, yes. And I said, well, what's going on? She goes, I am just so angry with God. I'm so mad at him. And I said, well, let's go in here and talk. So we went in and sat down in one of the offices. And I said, tell me why you're so angry with God. And she goes, I just can't believe he let me get pregnant. (laughs) And that's what we do. Mm. There's a scripture in Proverbs that says uh, that we make choices and then our heart gets resentful and we fret against God. In Mm. other words, we blame him. Mm -hmm. Well, so obviously I had to explain to her that she made a choice and that choice had a consequence. And guess what? God is not mad at you one bit, girl. He loves you. You have chosen life. You've walked through the doors, uh, a 16 year old unwed mother, but you know what? God looks at you like a queen. Like he's so proud of you. He's not mad at you. He's not angry with you. And that was the beginning of her realizing what you, you mean? He's not mad at me. You mean, Oh, he didn't let me. I made the, Oh, like the light went on in her head. And after that, she started growing and growing and growing. She chose to keep her child. She started hearing the voice of God. She started getting in the word. And she is, that child is probably an adult today. I kept up with her for a while, but we kind of lost track. But she ended up being an amazing Mm -hmm. young woman, great mom, you know. I mean, that was, for her, that was the, that was the barrier between her relationship with the Lord. I mean, and when that was removed, like you're just saying, everything shifted for her. And I will say that when I think about what is God's will, like even when my dad got really sick and we were praying, I mean, we were praying and I'm like, everybody says, well, pray for the Lord's will, pray for the Lord's will, pray, you know, in those circumstances. And of course I want the will of the Lord, but I'm like, I think that we have more clues about what the will of God is than we realize. You know, I think sometimes it's this big mysterious thing, but Again, this is not thus saith the Lord or thus saith mercy or thus saith Nancy. This is this is what I have come to believe. I think that it's pretty clear in Scripture, like what the will of the Lord is. I mean, you, I, I sometimes am just like, what did He create in Eden? Like, what did that look like? Mm-hmm. That feels like that's what He wanted. <laughs> like yeah. that was His desire for us. What Adam and Eve had in the garden of perfection. There was no sickness, no disease, no death no brokenness. I think that's what his will always was. And that's where we're headed. Right. You know, that's, that's what eternity is going to look like. Yes. So to me, anything that's not those things doesn't feel like that's the Lord's will. Right. And you know what, Melanie, sometimes when people are in the hospital, like your dad, and they're suffering, I, I've heard so many stories from mm. people that, that, um, uh, where they had a choice, mm-hmm. whether they, that, that they would actually, you know, they, they would either, even see a glimpse of heaven. They mm. would see a glimpse of the Lord. They would see what's like on the other side. And they would just like, once you get a glimpse of that, like God is a God that, you know, he honors choice. And, mm. and I think there's no situation that's the same, Yeah. but, but we have a, a very dear friend of ours that we both love very much who, um, we're doing his service um, 
Saturday, actually, uh, at the, the few, just we're doing this podcast. What's today? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. So mm-hmm. this coming Saturday, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be doing his service, but he's been on staff with us as our facilities manager for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And I knew him and his wife, and they were friends of mine before he ever took the job. And he loved working at Mercy, and God used him in amazing ways. Mm-hmm. But he said, he said this more than once to multiple people that I don't want to live any longer. And by the way, he's 75 mm-hmm. when he went to heaven. Um, I don't want to live any longer unless I can live a full life. Like mm-hmm. he's a hunter, he's a fisher, he's a doer. You know, he, he loves helping other people. And he actually said, once my body breaks down and I can't do all the things that I love to do, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. That's actually what happened when he they discovered this heart issue and they were going to do a procedure and he was not going to be able to be to hunt to fish to do all the things he was going to have to have basically a battery thing i don't i don't know all the details of it but i know Mm -hmm. that he said and i believe that god honored what Mm -hmm. he wanted right and and i would challenge all of you out there uh just be with when people lose somebody Mm -hmm. just be with them Mm -hmm. Please, and it, please. as long as there's hope, yeah. pray for healing because yeah. we, the Bible says that Jesus Christ went to the cross and by his stripes we were healed and his body was broken so that his, his heart was broken so that ours could be healed. So there's there's emotional healing, there's physical healing, the emotions, mental health, all the things that we talk about in Keys to Freedom. But I believe that at the end of the day, no matter what the situation is, because we do live in a fallen earth and there is sin and there is sickness and there is poverty. And the Bible speaks to all of this. It's come came with the fall. But that's why we need to, to commit our, our lives to God and, and, and know that we're the righteous of God in Christ, not because of our good works, but because of what Jesus did. He imparted the second Corinthians 521. He who knew no sin, he literally became sin for you and I so that we could receive his righteousness. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. He, he bought it for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why he said, hey, come boldly before my throne of grace so that in your time of need, in your time of need, basically one translation says run, when you're in your time of need, run to my throne mm-hmm. of grace to receive my mercy mm-hmm. and to find help in the time of need. Yeah. He's a good God. He yeah. wants us to run yeah. to him and he wants to help us. He's he, he's helper, he's count, Holy Spirit is helper, counselor, comforter, healer, strengthener, standby, you know, standing by ready, just waiting for us to ask for right. his help. Right. So God's for us. He loves us. He wants to be with us. There's no pat answer to this, but please, right. please, please, if you could, if you get anything out of this today, get this. The enemy lies to people and gets them to believe things that are not true about God so that he can cause separation between us and God, even if we've received Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he do, the devil doesn't want us to enjoy the presence of God. Right. The devil doesn't want us to walk in love, joy, and peace. I think my last question then in light of that would be, um, you know, there I, I'm sure that there are people listening who are like right now, current day, struggling with anger and bitterness towards the Lord for something. And, um, I mean, I've, I've walked through seasons of that in the past. Um, I mean, I, I worked here at mercy whenever we had a miscarriage and I think I've never had more anger towards the Lord than I did then. Cause this was like, we've been praying for this and then you give it to us and then you take it away. I mean, like I was like, not good. 
Lord <laughs> for a while, you know. And so I know this is a very real thing, and this is a massive barrier for a lot of people and their intimacy and their relationship with the Lord because they're actually still really mad at him because he didn't do something that they wanted him to do or he did something they didn't want him to do. And so would you have any just kind of final words of encouragement or if, if someone were to come to you and be like, I'm really mad at God, what do I do? Like, where do I go with this? Well, I think the first place to go with that is just, you know, God's God's a big God. He can handle our anger. Mm-hmm. He already knows it's there anyway. So <laughs> I think we just say, God, I'm really ticked off at you, man. I prayed for this and this didn't happen. Right. Listen, let me tell you something. Years ago, I was engaged on two separate occasions, years apart. And I was mad at God because those things didn't work out, even though but God dealt with me not to go through with it. So I made the choice. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand in the moment. So it kind of made me ticked off at him. Why are you making me break the saw? Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you something. I thank the Lord every day mm-hmm. that he spoke to me to break off, even though I didn't understand what was going on because he saved me yeah. from being a divorced woman today. I would have been because all these things came out about the individuals after the fact mm-hmm. So there, there, they, there was a lot that was portrayed to be true that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying there were some massive character issues there, and it would have led to a failed relationship, mm-hmm. and I know that. There is an area where you go, you know, Lord, I don't fully understand, but I choose to trust you by faith. Mm-hmm. You know, the just shall live by faith. Without faith, it's impossible. Please, God, it took faith for me to do that. And then after the fact, I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you mm-hmm. saved me. And um, I remember when you went through, uh, you know, that and just being, you know, I, I I knew that that's part of, that's when there's a loss, part of the grieving process is anger. That's, that's right. one of the steps. Yeah. And there's a difference between carrying a spirit of grief like I did for years mm-hmm. over my little sister mm-hmm. versus going through the grieving process. Nobody was there to help us go through the grieving mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. So we just stuffed it and just suck it up and went on with our lives. And me, angry at God, mm-hmm. mad at God, mm-hmm. hated God. So when I realized that, uh, the, that I, what I'd believed about, the things that I'd believed about him weren't true, and it was based on lies that mm-hmm. people had spoken, well-meaning people, mm-hmm. by my dad, well-meaning people, thinking that would help to say, God did this. Right. Because he needed another angel to sing in the choir, or it was her time to go. Or well-meaning people, but stupid words mm-hmm. that 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 affected me for the for mm-hmm. many years until I came to know, have my own personal relationship with the Lord, and get learned to get to know Him through the Word of God and through my own experiences with Him in prayer and and everything. But I had to go to God and say, God, you know that I have been angry with you for years and years and years. And I am not only asking you to forgive me, but I'm asking my, I'm, I'm telling you that I forgive you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm letting you off the hook. I'm not going to be angry with you anymore. But if you're still angry, just go to him and go, Lord, I'm angry with you. I'm mad. I don't understand this. And you're going to have to help me with this. Yep. Yeah. He will. Yeah. He will. Just give him permission to help you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he will. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's a process. Mm-hmm. But choosing, uh, making a choice to forgive him by faith. Lord, by faith, even though I still feel the emotion of anger, I am making a quality decision right now 
to release the anger that I've had towards you mm-hmm. by faith. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking you to do a work in my heart because God says it is you who it, it is. God, the Bible says it's God who works in us both to will and to do his good pleasure. So, you know, we forgive by faith. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a decision. Mm-hmm. And we teach that's one of the keys to freedom. And it's not saying that what happened was okay or what somebody did to you was okay or run back into an abusive relationship. No, it doesn't mean any of those things. But the anger with God thing is a real deal that I think anybody that's ever lived on the earth has probably experienced mm-hmm. at one time or another. And uh, I happen to know that, um, you know, that that since the time, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to explain to you why you had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. But I do happen to know that since that happened, that God has blessed you with two beautiful little boys. <laughs> That's true. And That's you wouldn't trade them for anything. That's right. And I will, t- for those of you who have had abortions or, or have had miscarriages, you will definitely be reunited with that child in heaven. Mm-hmm. They will know you. You will know them. You'll have a relationship. They will love you. You'll love them. So you've got, you've got that that's to look right. forward to, yeah. you know, and I hope that's a comfort to anybody. And here's what I think listening. you've alluded to many times. And I think is the best way for us to, to honestly close out this conversation is just remembering that what we're experiencing on earth is not the end of the story. <laughs> exactly. So, that's good. Um, and the other piece I think that you've you've mentioned a couple of times is that God can use the brokenness and the pain for good. And and I know that that can sound like a very cliche, like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 you know. But I, I just think about in Scripture when it talks about what the enemy meant for harm, God, you know, like what you meant for evil, God will, will use for good. And and I can look back on, I mean, you know, we've talked about that, the miscarriage. And I'm like, that was, that was, I do not believe that it is God's desire for babies to die in the womb. I don't believe that that's his desire. It happened. And and that is part of the fallen nature of this world. But God, and, and this whole anger at God thing, like, I, you know, we don't have enough time to dive into that. Because that's a whole, we actually did a whole podcast series on that back in... 2018. So if anybody's really wanting to dive deep into that topic, go there. But we have a a day, a whole day dedicated to this in Keys to Freedom. And I think the title of that day is Forgiving God, question mark? (laughs) Like, can we forgive God? But I think what you're saying is that we can have the perception that he has done something wrong and be angry at him. He doesn't do wrong. Right. He doesn't do wrong. Let's just set that record straight. But we can have that perception, and therefore we need to work through that anger and bitterness because that the enemy will use that to steal everything from you. And so I love that you've encouraged people. God can handle it. Yeah. He's not overwhelmed by it. He's not even mad at you. Yeah. He's not annoyed with you. He's not frustrated with you. He understands, and his desire is that you would come to him with that because, I mean, I can testify for that myself. I was so angry and bitter, but I think through people like you, I was given permission. Yes. Take it to the Lord. He can handle it. Yeah. And I didn't, nothing else was working. None of the Bible studies, none of the scriptures, none of the worship songs, nothing was working. And so I was like, Lord, I'm wanting to do business, just you and me. Good. And so it was through those times with the Lord where I said, I don't know what else to do. I'm just so mad at you. I'm so mad at you, you know, and he met me there and yeah. he'll meet you there. If that's where you find yourself, just take it to him. Like Nancy said, just take it to him day in and day out. He will continue to meet you there. He will give you your own personal revelation of his goodness and his faithfulness. And I can even say now, looking back, what the enemy was going to try to use to take me out, 
God has now turned because I understand his goodness in a way I never could have before because I was I was willing to take the anger to him. So if you will do that, I can guarantee you that he will meet you in that place and you will be able to come out on the other side going, man, what happened was not good. But man, did he use it. <laughs> and, re- and remember this. If you, it, this is a simple statement because me and Melanie both mostly may have done a lot of talking today. But just remember this. God did not cause it, but he will use it. Yeah. Perfect example. Joyce Meyer has traveled the nations of the world helping people who have been sexually abused get healed and restored from their brokenness mm-hmm. because she went through that. And she hated it at the time. She said, I know that God didn't cause that. Mm-hmm. But she said, to be honest, if I could change it, I'll go back and change it. I wouldn't because yeah. because I know that I've helped millions of people yeah. get through it because I got through it. That's right. So God didn't cause it. He will use it. That's right. That's right. So good. Ooh, I feel like we could talk more and more and more on this, but that was so, that was just, that was very rich, Nancy. And I know, again, just on a very personal note, how much this has changed my life and I'm so grateful for it. And so I always get very excited about being able to pass that on and for you to be able to come on and share straight from your own heart and your own mouth. Um, what the Lord has revealed to you about who he is um, and his goodness um, is such a gift for all of us. So thank you for taking time to be here and for sharing that for your heart. Um, And we really hope that you have been encouraged by this conversation today. Um, As always, you know, if you're finding the content in these podcasts, helpful for you. We're always so grateful if you're willing to to rate the show, write a review wherever it is that you listen. And man, especially on this topic that we have covered today, if you have thoughts or questions, or you just kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into this, or if you, you know, just anything that you would like to send back to us um, or ask us, you can do that by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. We would love to be able to process more of this with you if you'd like. So uh, to find out more about Mercy Multiplied, you can head over to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. We are so thankful for you joining us today.